so my paternal grandmother, who was a shaman out of Sweden, a uh, natural healer, helped working with people into her night. And so she's kind of set that legacy. And I'm in my early 60s, so I got at least 30 plus more years to go uh, with working with people. My passion is people to heal from the conditions that they oftentimes believe or have been led to believe that are not healable. Uh, whether it has to do with uh, blood sugar levels, what it has to do with fat levels, name any disease A to Z, and at a time in their life where they did not have that disease, they can get back to that same place. Right? And so that's, that's one of the key litmus tests. And there are some people, though, who uh, that were handed down from, say, their parents or whatever. And they came into this world with kind of the same consciousness that was unconscious. And when we can shift the consciousness that they're not aware of really is gene expressions can either turn on or turn off, right? Some genes are better turned on. Other genes are best to be turned off or unplugged, so to speak. And it's not limited to the physical, right? The whole mental uh, shifts for them. It's common for people who have worked with me for two to five years to get two to five or more times the income level. Uh, so there's there's lots of uh, side benefits. Just going to put it out there that I'm writing I'm writing and research. Well, first I'm a researcher, so I'm actually researching my next book, which is basically well, the working title is called Fat to Fit: My Fault, My Fix. But that's just a working title. But I literally want to write a book with a co-writer about this whole health fitness this whole thing as well so i would love to i'm just going to put it out there i would love to actually work with you on this fat to fit journey because what i'm trying to do i'm trying to like my first book success in 50 steps i read 800 books for my first book and that was basically all personal development combined into one book to dispel the myth of what is personal development and i and i did that with my book and that's a legacy thing and now for me i'm tackling the big elephant in the room, which is health. What is health? How do we achieve it? Why do some people have it? Why some don't? Why some people strive for it and never get it? Like just the whole A to Z on health. So much misinformation out there. The bottom line is that um, their patterns, thoughts. And if we just make a little subtle shift, you know, a little subtle shift, right? If you change, of your vehicle that you're traveling in by a quarter of an inch completely different uh, location and if we learn how the strategies these methods that have been giving us the results that we have in this moment but are not the results that we want to have if we can learn all shifts and that ultimately can end up turning us around 180 degrees that's exactly what i am about it's not about the big shifts it's about those small shifts that make the big difference and it's, this is the whole thing with this health thing. Like I've been on the journey for, you know, I think 20, 18 years or 20 years. I'm only 36, but I started, so a bit of, bit of background to me. I was the smallest kid in high school, um, very skinny as well. And then I ended up getting the job at Kentucky Fried Chicken, also known as KFC, for three years, 15 to 18. And not knowing at that time... What happened was after finishing time, like for example, I would eat like four twisters during my three hour shift and you'd be able to gorge on, uh, you can make the like best burgers or just gorge on food for like 15 minutes after close. And from three years, I went from 50 kilos because I was literally like 150 centimeters. I was small, like maybe 140 centimeters. And in that three year time frame, I had like a, 
a late puberty. I bloomed from like 17 to 19 where I went to 177 centimeters, like five foot 10, like a normal human. I was literally like four foot nothing. I was skinny. I put on 30, 40 kilos. And I didn't realize that the chickens had steroids in them, like whatever the, the, whatever you call it, right? But I bulked up and, and basically what happened twofold, I put on a lot of weight. So by 19, I was a little bit chubby. I hit the gym, I lost all that weight and it was great, but I know I ended up becoming a vegetarian for two years. So I lost all the weight, I was in perfect health, like I was in perfect health spiritually, physically, all that. Just getting back to it, I developed an eating disorder from that, meaning the eating disorder was I would eat too quickly, too much, and that was from those conditionings of gorging like 3,000 calories in 15 minutes at 10 o'clock at night as a 16-year-old boy, then going to bed and then waking up with an energy drink, like health totally destroyed. But then becoming a vegetarian and actually balancing out everything looked the best. I ended up meeting my wife at the age of like 21 and I was a vegetarian for two years. For six months, she agreed with it, but then she got me off it. And once I got off vegetarianism, again, I went back to the old programming and I've been yo-yo dieting for 15 years, up and down weight from like losing 10 kilos, putting on 15, losing 13 kilos, putting on 12. And I'm at that stage now where all the information I know, I'm like, okay, this has to stop. And not just stop, I need to actually document. Like I've lost 10 kilos in 10 weeks. I've put on 12. I've lost six kilos in six weeks. So now this six-month body transformation, I'm literally saying enough's enough. I want to create space where, like a vulnerable space where I can go into. I can get other people who are on the same journey. And let's document the journey of body transformation. I've worked with coaches, I've got all the information, but now I'm not looking at health and fitness as a gym thing, like I wanna lose X to be look a certain weight. I'm looking at longevity, health, legacy. I've got two small kids, one and three, a wife. How do I, how do I live the next 60 years healthy? That's the goal. And this is where the, the, the authenticity of the book is coming out from me. It's like, how do I, I know there's so many other people on this journey and they don't wanna diet because diets don't work, but but lifestyle habits do. How do we now transform where we can? And I've got a lot of friends that are vegan and very healthy. Like, what what is going on? Like, I just, I'm trying to figure out what's going on and how do we do it correctly in this day and age. You're explaining the exact scenario of almost 100% of the people that I, I work with, right? With this, I'm going to just throw out a couple things. One, why is it that some people can eat um, fast foods and they're still thin? Not 100% of people who eat fast food, 3,000 calories in 15 minutes, not 100% are overweight. Which are going to leave us clues, as you're more than well aware with those 800 books that you've read. So help you to uncover what's really there. Because, you know, it's, it's not so important, and it is important, right? What you put in, right, into the conveyor belt. Why is that something's going in? Never get touched, and they exit out. Right. Like it's almost like they're bringing in something and they're, they're this, they got to hold on to everything. And so when we can uncover why some people beast, other people eat really terrible and they're thin. What are those pieces 
behind the scenes. And when we uncover those naturally and effortlessly, and this is why there's this permanence, right? I got clients 10, 20, 30, and 40 years down the road, fewer and fewer than 40 year olds, because, you know, they were like 50 or 60 when they started working with me. And, you know, there's only so many people over 80, 90, hundred years of age. So the wealthiest, the healthiest people in the world have the same But what is it that they're doing to give them completely, ideally, significantly better results? And so, you're already going to be breathing. You're already going to be moving. You're already going to be eating. You're already going to be sleeping. If we can go ahead and start to work with, take inventory, we must know, Michael, where are you in these different areas? Just like with your relationship. Five kids, my sweetheart has two kids and got three grandkids. And also I, I know about kids and I love them, right? But um, if you take inventory, but if you don't take inventory, you, you don't really move in the right direction. So we start take an inventory in all of these different areas. What is that next step? That one little piece that's just slightly outside of your comfort zone because everything that you already have is in your comfort zone. It'll never get you to where you want to be in an ideal physical chemistry, emotional state where it's not taking time. It's enriching and enhancing and you never think twice about going back. Absolutely. And this is the thing about yo-yo dieting, like all people who have successfully dieted know when they're on the path and it's such a flow and it's such an effortless. But the thing with this diet is like people attach a time frame to it. And when the time frame finishes, like me losing 10 kilos in 10 weeks, I literally lost that last half kilo in the last day and got on that scale. And let's say I was at 99 kilos and I had to get to 89. I got to 89 on that one day and then probably the next day when the diet finished, I was at 91 and then it was like 91, 92, 90 and it slowly crept back because there was a time frame attached to it. I want to do something where there's no time frame attached to it and I don't want to look at it from a numbers point of view. Like I'm not interested in the scales. The healthy people are not obsessed with scales. It's basically forming great habits and I like what you said, getting to the root cause and the underlying trauma of it to be completely honest with you, I've been off alcohol for five months. And for me, that's a, a big deal because I've been drinking for 22 years. And when I say 22 years, I never took a break. And I'm not an, I wasn't an alcoholic because I never drank to get drunk. I would have a couple of drinks, but I got to the point where I was drinking a couple of drinks every day at night just to bring the radio station from FM to AM, just to bring it down a, a tad. Then I got to the point where I went away and I bought a bottle of whiskey with me and I I offered other people whiskey, and they're like, no, I don't, I don't want a whiskey. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was drinking a scotch. And then I, was, I ended up finishing the bottle of scotch, but I realized that, hang on, why was I so obsessed with having scotch and other people weren't? So hang on a sec, I had these 10, I had very self-awareness that I had a, a drinking problem. And so I nipped that in the bud at the start of the year. So I haven't drank for five months, which is great. So I'm planning on doing that for the for the rest of the year as well and continuing on. And I've deep dived a little bit into the context of, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous in their books in the in the fifties and sixties and listening to the audiobook. So for me, I've nipped that in the bud and I'm like, okay, I'm thirteen kilos heavier than I than I used to be before COVID. Like I was in good shape. How do I get to the health that I know inside exists within me? So how how do I create a how do I create a journey and actually document the journey where I can actually inspire other people who might have similar leniencies and say you know it's all too hard and put it in the too hard basket how do I simplify this process down to make it easy for other people and that's genuinely where sort of my thoughts and where I'm coming from if that makes sense 
Yeah, so like a few things. Um, all the, the human body can actually deal with alcohol and it can create all sorts of problems for a lot of people. And a lot of people just, you know, they, they use it as a drug to numb themselves out. But again, you also can't receive pleasure, you know, and so a lot of people think that they're alcohol. Um, I, I, many, many years ago, as a paradoxical, hypocritical health coach, um, because there were certain challenges, right? I, I grew up with a shaman grandmother who everything about her lifestyle was not only blue zones, it was blue zones on, um, you know, it's like the whole next level of living quality and, and things of that nature. And so I did have a challenge of alcohol for quite a while in my life. I just learned from a really young age from cheating, right? That it just numbs the pain. And it was a, a solution for me until I realized the solution. So I don't drink alcohol, but you know, it's getting up there. I don't miss it whatsoever. And I'm very familiar with Alcoholics Anonymous and all that. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for sharing. And one of the things, like I went to a networking event last night, there was a private dinner with about 40 people. And you know, the, the price of the ticket included, you know, as many drinks, whatever you wanted to drink, open bar, uh, and a beautiful dinner. There's so many more options apart from alcohol. Once your brain says they knows it's a hard no, like it's not even a it's not even a choice. It's like vegetarianism. Once I gave up meat, it was like wasn't even an option. There are so many options out there that's non-alcoholic. I was drinking um, fresh squeezed orange juice with ice and had three glasses, and I was I was so like normal that I came home I couldn't sleep. Yeah, because I had too much uh, orange juice, but I was just normal. And I had, I've only had three hours of sleep and I've woke up at, you know, 3.30 a.m. And here we are, it's, you know, 5.30 a.m., been up for two hours, had a coffee and I feel great. But with alcohol, you know, that, that short pleasure for that long-term lethargy the next day, it, it's not worth it. But just the options, there's so many options after you make a decision, which I think it's with anything in life as well. But continue. Um, I just wanted to add that in. Yeah. Yeah. So we we actually just got back in the micro hours of our Colorado and uh, Florida for a world championship uh, event that took place this past. So we're around Disney World and Universal Studios and that, and, you know, being this health coach and really health and fit, you know, and world class, um, you know, we get to observe and oh my goodness, the percentage and what they're eating. Like there is this big, huge, like large lad, you know, donut. I mean, what what people are kind of, they're cross-wired in thinking that um, that bite is actually giving them higher quality of life, but it's really the lowest lying fruit. There are so many simple things that not only do they give us that quality of life, but there is no negative side effect. There's no food hangover or, you know, there's, there's none of that. And one of the pieces that I really, and, and I, I go through a lot of questions because we really want to meet Michael, what are your beliefs? What are you doing? And what are your beliefs that you believe that in order to keep this weight off, to be at your ideal physical structure, what are the things oftentimes people think like, I mean, do they not want to, and that's a paradox in itself. You know, the, the conscious doesn't want to lose anything, losing weight, right? But how do we get around that? And in transform and how much more like vehicle that you're driving around or moving around doesn't have to carry, you know, weeks and weeks or months and months of food, you know, or fuel in it. Um, but what I want to really just the same exact step that those who are at that lean physical, all ages, I'm not talking about just 30, 40, 50, 60, but I mean, 80, 90, hundred year olds, energy and vitality. It's the same steps that they're doing are the same steps that allows that sculptor to chisel away, chop, you know, whatever, what's falling off. And yet I do use scales for people because of the, what it triggers, right? It, it brings up some of their beliefs. 
but also they can see like, am I going in towards my, my goal, my trajectory of where I want to get, where am I and so powerful. And when we are healthy between the ears, um, the scale is not a negative trigger whatsoever. Right. So the scale is not the enemy um, and having that inventory, but just, to bring summary, to allow you to get to your ideal, objective, physical state, mental state, spiritual state is, is what we want forever. And it's the way, you know, just like we're designed to breathe, um, no automatic natural, as if it were designed, you know, hundreds or thousands, you know, however many years back somebody wants to go back, it has not changed for the human beings since the beginning of our original creation, our design awesome i can't wait to deep dive into this further as well but yeah let me just explain a little bit about the six month accountability group as well so literally there's no program no nothing it's just space where people can hold each other accountable i've been speaking now once this uh idea manifested in myself to put this group together now i've done group coaching over the years you know i've done individual one-on-one coaching like yourself as well so this is something completely different where i'm i don't have any expectations on anything all i know the expectation is that i can get experts like yourself to give us advice but i don't want to speak to you speak to 100 different coaches you're going to get 100 different go that way go that way go that way go that way no 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 no. how do we just go one way focus on that way make it very simple and you know get to the root cause of uh, most people's problems through simplicity and when you first said about shaman i've done a lot of research into shaman so i understand and about that particular world and that's something there i want to get to the root of the root of the root of the root how did this fucking medic not just medical industry how did this industrialized food industry come about in the last couple hundred years and how corrupted is it how do we now go back to what we normally go back to as well but anyway the accountability group is this it's just putting an accountability group together where people can be accountable to what they're doing and, and learn from as well. So I'm going to like right now, we're just having a conversation. I've hit record because I want to share this message with people that might be listening who want to join the accountability groups. We'll probably meet up like once a week. Now everyone's around the world. So I'll work out a time what's suitable for other people too. And just let people talk about what they're going through, the experience, and then what changes they want to make, and then what simple changes that they can make lifestyle-wise, habit-wise, diet-wise, exercise-wise, whatever it is. And something you said earlier, which was sort of healing the body, you know, whether it be blood sugar, fat, disease, like everyone's got a different crutch. So I'm, I'm open to receiving and just learning as well. But doing it by myself over the years, I've found that it's it doesn't doesn't stick. Where if you're doing it with other people, the success rate with the accountability groups like eighty five percent that I've had with coaching clients. So yeah, that's just a bit of background to the accountability group. But whatever how you ever can help, that would be great. But yeah, I'd love to basically we can do group it'd be like a group coaching call as well, where basically I'll just press record, you can come on, people will be there, it's just Q and A. And then people get a lot of value from that too. And then we can d- dissect that down as well, where we can take away some, um, you know, some nuggets, some wisdom, some gems, some best book bits, whatever it is from that particular conversation. So for me, there's no structure, but if you want to add structure in, definitely, because some people love structure where everyone's going to have a different sort of 
structure, but I think organically we will we will get somewhere where we'll create some sort of an accountability structure, however that looks like. I don't want to I don't want to read labels, calories, do all that shit. I'd rather you know look at food for what it is, and look at exercise, and look at breathing, look at meditation, yoga for what it actually is, and get to the root of why we do what we do. And yeah, that's just a rant. Hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. Give you some examples, and again, the key is if it's not simple. It's not going to work, right? And so this yeah, is like yeah. so simple. We get to learn the wisdom of the human body. When you go to sleep at night or I go to sleep at night, we are not the directors of what gets rebuilt or repaired. If you've ever had a tight muscle in your body, what have you been training that tight muscle? The innate wisdom of the human body. It will. So 100% of the muscles that are tight are weak. But now it's a matter of, well, what's causing that weakness? And it's so simple. Key tip, listening to this right now, make note. Anytime you have a tight muscle, or a sore muscle, do not stretch it, contract it, contract it. So when I've taken multiple groups, you know, it's like every other person coming in the door with, you know, musculoskeletal aches, pains, tightness, and stuff of that nature, whether they're um, a world record holder or they're somebody that's going to take their first step in, in walking, we split them in. The f- how to listen to that innate wisdom, right? When you have a body wisdom saying, please contract it. And in that contracting the muscle, there's a lot of things I don't have to go into right now, create a transformation. The groups that are doing these stretches, we find these people these weeks, months, and years, but decades, they're still doing those stretches, still have the tight muscles. But this other group who learns that wisdom, how to contract muscles, right? Because the contractibility of a muscle on one side, there's a complementary muscle, even though the industry calls it antagonistic muscle gets fully lengthened. If one is contracted 100%, the other never needs more lengthening. And when we work with dimensions of the movements, which we don't need to worry about, you do, that's just one thing on the physical. Another thing is how many food groups have you been that there are actually out there? And I'm going to say what the definition is of a food group. The definition is that to be a food group, it has to have either a compound or compounds that are not found in the other food groups or they have compounds in significantly greater uh, availability than the other food groups. And so those who are listening here, um, mushrooms are one of these 13 plus, right? So there's more than 13 different food groups, mushrooms being one, that if we miss a food group such as mushrooms, we could see vibrant life, but we never get, we never have our full health and vitality. And if we can just learn, and it's not a lot of mushrooms, but there are compounds in mushrooms. So if your listeners were to strictly just go out there, and I would say, get at least a half a dozen or more different through them, right? Or put a little bit of them together um, benefit-wise. And now if you learn what are the other 12 plus, and everybody that I have obesity or a degenerative disease or uh, an immune-related disease um, – all, none have ever been just missing one. They're rarely missing two. These folks are all missing three or more of these 13 plus food groups. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to wait. But if you get back in, groups that you've been missing, your health and wellness transforms. The food cravings go away. You know, the food industry knows that if we give you food that is, you're going to crave more and more and more and more because it's like the contractor to try to create something, to build something, keeps saying, I need more shipments, I need more shipments, I need more shipments, but they're not delivering what I need. 
So those are just two areas. There are things on sleep, et cetera, that are simple. It's not hard. You're going to eat anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Eric, uh, is it, I need to put a pin in this. Uh, we're going to come back to this. Um, so mm -hmm. from audience out there listening, this is just a conversation I record, but this is part one of probably 86. So uh, stay tuned. And absolutely, absolutely. Eric, is it, I need to put a pin in this. Uh, we're going to come back to this. So from audience out there listening, this is just a conversation I record, but this is part one of probably 86. So uh, stay tuned.